President Joe Biden is about to unleash an infrastructure bill that may break the country. A really weird story is brewing about Representative Matt Gates of Florida, and uh, it's so juicy I can't ignore it, even if we uh, don't really know what's going on. And finally, AOC is an idiot. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Breaking news happening just a few minutes ago. Uh, somebody apparently has rammed the main entrance of the, well, the main checkpoint of the Capitol building. Uh, it looks like a blue car of some sort. So he slammed into, this is what we know right now. Literally, it just happened. Uh, the news media, I'm watching CNN right now. The, the CNN... It, the news media, it's happened so recently, they haven't even had the chance to call it racist yet or white supremacy yet or another insurrection. But essentially what happened that we know of right now, a, a man went through the main checkpoint at the Capitol building. It is literally a few hundred yards from the Capitol building, rammed his car into a, into it looks like a barrier, uh, hitting two police officers. Both those police officers are injured. Initial reports say he then walked out of his car brandishing a knife and was shot by police. He apparently wasn't killed. Again, I don't know yet. Nothing has been said. Uh, I don't even know if the suspect was injured, but he supposedly right now is in custody. So that's breaking news. That's something. Um, you know what's sad? I, 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 when I heard this thing out, I was like, God, I hope he's not white. That is the first, do you know how sick that is that I have to think like that? Because then we're going to hear another four months of another insurgency or whatever. And this is just, why can't somebody just, you know, I don't know, go wild and crazy and just report the news. But I know that if this is a white guy and God forbid if he's a Trump supporter, this is going to be made into a deal that they're going to be talking about for obviously this was not a really well-planned event. He didn't have a weapon other than a knife. Maybe we're going to end up with knife control. Somehow I'm sure AR-15s, the little gun control will be there. And not to mention now the military, which was supposed to clear out, I think in two months or so. Now they're going to be staying there for another three, four, five, six months because of all the massive threats that are being set up against the government which is crap. I mean, this is a guy, a single guy. He's probably some nut job. But, you know, I, it's bad when I'm thinking to myself, I hope he's not white and a Trump supporter because then we're going to hear no other news is going to be online except for the Chauvin trial and this idiot that did what he did. So, But more on that probably on Monday. So let's get to the news. There is an... Joe Biden has put out a new infrastructure bill in a speech he had on uh, in Pittsburgh on Tuesday on uh, I'm sorry Wednesday and it's entitled the American Jobs Act now understand something this Biden has a clear setup for recovery the first is a um, COVID response package that was that $1.9 trillion package he already passed. And then it's going to be at least one jobs package, which is this. So we're on stage two. Now, mind you, he wants to actually 
uh, do another COVID relief package. And then he wants to do another. He's calling this an infrastructure bill. It's not an infrastructure bill. It is a jobs bill, theoretically. The reality is this only goes to about 6, 6% of this bill actually goes to infrastructure. So it's not an infrastructure bill. It is a big-time government spending bill to give people government jobs. It's also a handout to unions. I mean, they're giving the schools more money. More money is in this bill for the schools that haven't helped taught anybody except illegal aliens in the last year. So this is absolutely amazing to me. So this is, uh, some of this is from the Daily Wire. I did write some of this, but I can't remember. Um, so he said the bill was a one, once in a generation investment in America. Unlike anything we've seen or done since we built the interstate highway system and the space race decades ago. In fact, it's the largest American jobs investment since World War II. It seeks to reimagine and rebuild a new economy. Oh, God, there's a red flag right there. Specifically by addressing climate crisis. There's a shocker. The ambitions of an autocratic China. He's got to sit back and say something about China. And the persistent racial injustice. In other words, systemic racism is what this bill is going to be all about. We're going to talk about that. Um, this bill is going to be about $2.5 trillion, but you know it's going to be higher than that. It's going to be spent over the next 10 years. So I, I, I don't want to play Biden's uh, actual press conference on Wednesday because it was just, it's just unhurt here. Un, un, it's unbearable. But the bill is going to, it is being touted as a infrastructure bill, which is really weird because it really doesn't seem to have too much to do with infrastructure, as I've said earlier. Uh, the total given to this infrastructure is about $621 billion. Let's put an asterisk next to that. Ain't, well, it ain't no $621 billion that's going to infrastructure. And certain areas of the infrastructure he's talking about are just like, what? Why are you spending... 100 billion on or 20 billion on this and 20 billion on that and what does this have to do with infrastructure so that's 621 billion which by the way is only about a third of the bill okay has nothing to do with infrastructure um 100 so let's go over the money this is the 621 this is a breakout of the 621 billion dollars 115 billion dollars for roads bridges and highways by the way this is part of the infrastructure. So you look, 115 billion is actually going to roads, highways, and uh, bridges. That's fine. Here's the problem: 20 billion of that is to improve bikeways and for uh, uh, bikeways and sidewalks. That's not infrastructure. That's not infrastructure. I'm not. I don't care whether a cyclist has to hit a bump or not. I'm worried about my driving. And the reality is a biker is supposed to be biking in the streets anyway. So if you fix the roads for cars, guess what? You're going to fix. This is the problem with that bill. Right off the bat, $20 billion from that $115 billion is stripped from actual infrastructure. Okay, here, here's, here's something that really, there are a lot of quotes here. This is all from the Daily Wire. It, it's No, I'm sorry. Let me see. Who did I get this from? Um, I think it was the Epic Times. No, it's the Wall Street Journal. 
uh, because there are a lot of quotes here that I, I think really show you what this is about. Noting that household, quote, households of color are twice as likely to take public transportation, end quote, the plan allocates $105 billion to the Department of Transportation to fix 24,000 buses, 5,000 rails cars, and 200 stations. Here's the thing. Um, the government already provides for that. The government already provides for for that, so this is literally just doubling their their already they, the budget they already have, and not to mention households of color are twice as likely to. That sounds kind of racist. If you're actually putting money because of a minority, that sounds almost a little bit racist. We're going to get to that. It, trust me. $80 billion toward Amtrak to address agency repair black backlog, modernize the Northeastern Corridor, and connect to new city pairs. Now, I love trains. If you ever talk to Dave, he will tell you I love trains. Uh, Amtrak doesn't need $80 billion. And the reason they don't need $80 billion is because nobody rides the trains. And the trains run pretty much on time. And if they can't use 50, if Amtrak cannot use $50 billion to fix their trains, well, another 50 billion ain't going to fix, 50 or 60 billion ain't going to fix their trains. This is just insane. Biden proposed a $174 billion injection into the EV market. Nothing to do with infrastructure. He says that this would enable automakers to spur domestic supply chains from raw materials to parts, retool factories to complete to compete globally and support American workers to make batteries and EVs. In other words, those guys that got canned from the Keystone pipeline, well now they can learn to make batteries. And he also said this was in direct uh, competition with China. You're going to hear he's trying to make it about competition with China throughout this whole thing. Newsflash, China is not creating electric cars. Matter of fact, they're, they're buying oil hand over fist. This is what killed us about the oil pipeline. We actually had our own oil. We didn't need to get it from the Middle East, Russia, and Russia, who, by the way, OPEC and Russia has announced that they are upping their production. They're upping their production because the United States just lowered ours. It's just disgusting. The other newsflash is electric cars are actually not cheap and they're not good for the environment. Those batteries, they cannot be destroyed environmentally, safely environmentally. They can't be. They have the uh, uh, half-life of a nuclear weapon. And so when you see that, that idiot with the Prius, and I've talk to people about this. Well, my Prius is, doesn't use a lot of gas. Yeah, but it uses a battery that lasts five years and then we don't know what to do with it, but put it in a dump. And then it starts leaking all of the crap that's in the battery. Uh, Tesla has that issue too. Until they create a solar power car, I'm not exactly sure what this has to do with... Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how you're going to make a battery-powered car environmentally friendly. Not to mention all the parts made in that car are still using fossil fuels. Fossil fuels aren't going anywhere in the near future until the private sector can figure it out. And that's just an absolute truth. And people are going to have to get over it. Tesla is doing a great job. Let Tesla continue. I do believe we shouldn't be 
I do believe we shouldn't be burning fossil fuels. I think those fossil fuels have a lot better uses. But I think it's going to be the private sector and not the government that actually comes up with solutions because the government sucks at everything and they're just going to F it up. So I, I really think we need to move away from that. And by the way, electric cars um, has nothing to do with the infrastructure. Ugh. So Biden also calls for $25 billion investment in airports and $17 billion in the port system, which includes a, quote, healthy ports program to mitigate cumulative impacts of air pollution, there's the environment again, on neighborhoods near ports, often communities of color. Uh, there's racism again. Notice everything is about people of color. Why doesn't his plan call to help all people? You know what this creates? systemic racism this is systemic a systemically racist bill because if you're doing something for one particular race that's racist it calls for 20 billion for quote a new program that will reconnect neighborhoods cut off by historic investments and ensure new projects increase opportunity advance racial equity and environmental justice and promote affordable cause affordable access doesn't really explain what he means by that but okay so again more racism so the next section of the bill goes into energy and broadband internet uh here this has nothing to do with infrastructure it's going to cost two bill 200 billion dollars uh the first hundred billion would go to the energy grid towards cheaper cleaner electricity Whatever that means, we don't have any cheaper, cleaner electricity. We already know that solar and wind do not are not cheaper and do not provide a lot of energy. We learned that in Texas, where 25% of their electricity is from windmills. And uh, guess what? It didn't work. And of course, the we already talked about how... Um, Wind and solar are projected to to generate a certain amount of electricity, and they fail miserably by 75-90%. So the plan will, quote, use gov federal government incredible purchasing power. The federal government doesn't have purchasing power. They have no money. They take money from us. That's what they do. Um, to drive clean energy deployment across the market, purchasing 24-7 clean power for federal buildings in a drive for carbon pollution, carbon pollution, what does this say here, uh, for carbon pollution free power by 2020, 2035. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, or they could just let the, <laughs> or they can just, I don't know, let the federal government, uh, let the uh, private sector deal with that because they're already trying. And it provides another $100 billion that would fund broadband internet in, quote, unserved and underserved areas so that we finally reach 100% high-speed broadband coverage. The plan clarifies that will ensure, quote, funds are set aside for structure on tribal lands, and again, racist, and that tribal nations are consulted in program administration while promoting workers' ability to bargain collectively. Okay, so what they're going to do is, again, those poor Indians, they do not have any, uh, those, any way to get on the internet because they're all stupid and weak and small. That's racism. 
and we're going to give money to unions. So, yeah, has nothing, again, absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure and is racist. Schools and housing, this I love. So this one's going to cost $213 billion. And this part will, quote, build, preserve, and retrofit more than 2 million homes and commercial buildings to address the affordable housing crisis. In other words, we're going to build affordable housing, which, by the way, the government has done that before several times. And guess what? It always fails. I remember Cabrini Green back in Chicago. It's gone now. But they built affordable housing for everyone. And guess what? The people were the problem. Cabrini Green was torn down because of the crime and stuff like that. Affordable, everyone does not deserve affordable housing. Do you know why? Because they don't want it and they treat it like crap. It's an absolute terrible idea. This spending would fund and retrofit more than a million houses for rental opportunities to undeserved, okay, quote, rental opportunities to undeserved underserved communities nationwide, including rural and tribal areas. Again, you're you're focusing on one part of the you are focusing on one part of the community. You're not focusing on everybody. You're only focusing on people of color in this case. Well, let's call it Hispanics, blacks, and Indians. Um this spending okay, blah blah blah. Okay, it gets better. It would also, quote, rebuild and rehabilitate over a half million homes for low and middle income home buyers by offering $20 billion in tax credits through the Neighborhood Homes Investment Act. So in other words, um, if you're the right color, you can buy a home and you're going to get a tax credit on you buying a home. Not me, mind you. I won't get a tax credit for buying a home. And by the way, I find it amazing because... Uh, Biden's saying that, and lumber, they're not building homes right now. You know why? Lumber is up 250% since he actually took the White House. And houses are already up 20% in price. So it's not going to happen. But the big thing is, this is racist. Because you are focusing on one specific group of people to actually be able to, uh, focusing on one group of people to benefit from this. Okay, the $213 billion bill would also include $100 billion payout to upgrade and build new public schools through $50 billion in direct grants and an additional $50 billion leveraged through bonds, also granting $12 billion to community colleges and $25 billion to child care facilities. The legislation cites its resultant reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, more environment. And more money, and by the way, more money to public schools. You mean the $500 billion the public schools have gotten, even though none of the teachers are actually working right now, wasn't enough to build new public schools or upgrade their existing public schools? Amazing. Uh, care infrastructure, starting that caregivers, quote, disproportionately women of color, end quote. By the way, Josie, my fiance is also a woman of color, and she thinks this is complete BS. She can't believe they're spending... And by the way, she said, I didn't see a freaking dime of, of any of money 
since she works as an MA, a medical assistant, at a free clinic in San Diego. She get she got absolutely nothing. She doesn't understand. Matter of fact, her, her work has gone up, and there's been nothing. Anyway, stating that caregive, uh, caregivers are dispor- disproportionately women of color, which is racist and sexist, the plan would put $400 billion towards, this is quote, $400 billion towards expanding access to quality, affordable home and community-based ca- care for aging relatives and people with disabilities. Again, I just said it, racist and sexist. The plan would likewise leverage Medicaid to expand home and community-based services, which will support well-paying caregiving jobs that include benefits and the ability to collectively bargain. There you go, more unions. Which, according to the plan, would again benefit low-income communities or communities of color. Racist, racist, racist. Let's keep going. Yeah, and I, I, we talked about this last week. We talked about the uh, bigotry of low expectations. This is the bigotry of low expectations. You poor blacks can't take care of you, so just let the government take care of you for you. It's really kind of disgusting. And all this crap you hear about white supremacy, all this crap you hear about white supremacy, you know where white supremacy is? The Biden administration. The people who are coming up with this, these crap policies. All right, so let's go into, you know, we're not, well, let's skip research and development. You can read that on my, I, I did write it out. Well, no, we won't. We won't. Um, the one thing I want to say, research and development, you know what they want to do? They want to spend about, I don't know, $100 billion to actually update colleges of color so that they can be research and development uh, centers, much like uh, the Stanford Research Institute, which is part of Stanford University, was for the Internet. So you want to spend that all on uh, historically black colleges. That's what they want, to, they want to spend it on. So historically black colleges can become the place of uh, research, not like Stanford or UCLA or, um, well, I can't think of um, their uh, boss, MIT. Right. So, again, the money is not going to improve the country. It's going to pander. This is all pandering. It's all racist. And this is the this is the formation of systemic racism. This is how systemic racism is. The thing is, what's going to happen is the people who are going to be made into racists are going to be white people. So instead, it, and, and this is what uh, um, Shelby Steele said in Shelby Steele said in White Guilt. It's going to guilt white people, and eventually you're going to end up with the same thing you had with slavery and Jim Crow, except it's going to focus on white people. One of the things that Biden did say is, I've got so many stories I'm going to go over, but I have to go into this, is taxes. The only thing he talked about with taxes, he didn't talk about raising taxes with everyone. Uh, he just said they were going to raise corporate taxes from 21 to 28 percent. Mind you, these companies already pay payroll taxes. So, yeah, more taxes for corporations. So what's going to happen? Two things. One, the price of products is going to go straight through the roof. That's going to happen. 
And two, people are going to get laid off. That's what's going to happen. And three, which is going to be a side note three, that's BS. Taxes are going to go up for everyone because we do not have the money for this bill. This bill is a this bill is going to implement systemic racism into our country. That's what it's going to do. The bill is systemically racist. This is systemic racism. And when someone sits back and says, well, you don't believe the government is systemically racist. I do now. I, I mean, look at the bill. They just, look at the two bills they just signed. All it is is for people of color. That's racist. And it's because people of color can't take care of themselves bigotry of low expectations. So this might be one of the strangest stories in the last, I don't know, five years. And we've had some, we've had some strange stories in the last five years. Don't forget, we, we had somebody accusing a president of pissing on uh, Russian prostitutes. So you, you can imagine there's some really strange stories out there. Yeah, this is one of them. Uh, and it involves Mac Gates, who's the representative from Florida. And it's really a weird tale. I, uh, it has everything that would make a good movie of the week. It has sex, betrayal, and foreign enemies, and extortion, and sex, and orgies. It has everything that's just would make it fantastic. I have no idea what's true, but something is. Um, I, I, I lean a certain direction, but I'm not going to go into it because it doesn't really matter. I don't even think I can comment on it because it is so bizarre. But let's go into it because we, it, you, if you don't know it, it's very, com it's an extremely complicated. Our tale starts on started on Tuesday. The New York Times decided to release a story saying that Representative Matt Gates, and it's important to remember Matt because we're going to talk about another Gates named Don. So no, there's a difference. Eventually, Matt Gates is going to just be Matt. Get over it. Was under investigation by the Department of Justice and FBI for sex trafficking. Oh my God, that sounds bad. Specifically, Gates was traveling, supposedly, allegedly, with a 17-year-old girl that he was supposedly dating. Um, Gates went on Tucker Carlson the night the story came out and said it very, of course, they all say this, but he said, quote, the this former Department of Justice official tomorrow was supposed to be contacted by my father so that a specific instructions could be given him regarding a $4.5 million down payment on a bribe. I don't think it's a coincidence that tonight, somehow, the New York Times is leaking this information, smearing me and ruining the investigation that would likely result in one of the former colleagues of the current DOJ being brought to justice for trying to extort me and my family. The 17-year-old in question doesn't exist, and he has not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. It's totally false. Okay, so what's the actual story? Okay, great. Now we've heard the news that we know, know about. Let's, let's go over the story. And it's a bizarre one. The whole thing started, according to the reports... Uh, and this was from the uh, Washington Examiner, when uh, an Air Force intelligence officer named uh, approached Gates looking for a loan of $25 million. The reason is there was a guy named Robert Le Levison, who used to be uh, a DA DOJ or military intelligence employee, was actually held hostage in Iran. Now, 
The family of Robert Levinson thinks he's dead, but Kent said he actually had evidence that Levinson was being held alive, was being held, and is still alive. Kent said um, he was working with attorneys named Davis McGee and Stephen Alford. Alford, okay. Alford is a little sketchy right off the bat. Um, those two attorneys, by the way, they represented the Levin, uh, Levinston family during this whole mess. Uh, Alfred is a little sketchy. He's already faced extor- uh, charges of extortion and fraud in the past. So right off the bat, you can say, oh my God, this is, this is already getting ugly. So uh, Gates basically told them, and by the way, I don't even know if this is 100% true. This is what I've read. Uh, basically, Matt Gates said, you know, F off and leave me alone. I'm not going to do that. Then they went to Gates's father, Don. Now, Don is a really rich guy. He discovered some sort of health care center or something. He's worth over $400 million. So Don Gates got on, the phone, got on a phone call with this guy and agreed to meet with both Kent and Alfred at a restaurant. They, they gave Don a document describing the mission called Operation Homecoming. And in it, it described what they said that what they described that there was an investigation by the DOJ and the FBI of Matt Gates, and they thought and they were pursuing an investigation on corruption and some moral indiscretions. Specifically, Matt was having orgies with underage prostitutes. Okay, awesome. Uh, nothing really new in Washington, D.C., and I don't mean awesome in that Matt Gates is getting laid by a bunch of underage prostitutes. I mean that, okay, this is going to be kind of a weird story. You can see right off the bat. According to these clowns, um, they were prepared to go all the way and promised Matt a pardon if he gave him the $25 million from President Biden himself. Supposedly, and mind you, all supposedly, there is nothing, everything here is alleged. The Biden administration was aware of this whole thing. They were aware of the meeting. And they were aware of the plans, this Operation Homecoming. And these, this group was prepared to not only give Matt Gates a pardon and make sure that this whole thing disappeared, they were prepared to give Matt Gates credit for the incursion into Iran to rescue this Livingston. Gates, Don Gates, actually had the document. He released it, and the document did say, quote, in exchange for the funds being arranged and upon the release of Mr. Levinson, the team that delivers Mr. Levinson to the President of the United States shall strongly advocate that President Biden issue a presidential pardon or instruct the Department of Justice to terminate any and all investigations involving Congressman Gates. Kent, McGee, and Alford were... uh, Kent, McGee, Alford, and the White House were all questioned about this by the press. No one commented. Doesn't that kind of make you go, hmm... Listen, Gates is a climber, and he's no angel by any stretch of the imagination. I, if you look at his history, he is 
he is a basically a rich boy. He had a silver spoon up his ass. He has a history of dating young women. This is known. This is not... He was a partier. This is all known. Today, or yesterday, there was a story actually released that said he was showing nude pics of his conquest with other representatives. And apparently that is the reason he's not real popular in Congress. And he's not. Could this story be true? I don't know. Could it be false? I don't know. But I know one thing. Gates is pushing it to get uh, the FBI and the DOJ to release any information. The uh, the DOJ did release uh, a statement stating that there was an investigation going on. He didn't say, they didn't say with who, they didn't say on what. They didn't say anything about the investigation. They just said, yes, there is an investigation involving several parties and to see if there is anything federally illegal occurring. That's what they said. The FBI, they wouldn't comment at all. So here's here's my my story. If this thing is true, Matt Gates needs to resign or he needs to be impeached or whatever. He's a climber. He's going to be like Cuomo in this case. He's not going to go away. If this story is false, whoever committed the crimes, the extortions, um, they should be thrown in jail. Everybody here, anybody here who is guilty should be thrown in jail, should lose their jobs, whatever. But you know something? We don't know. The problem is the story is just too juicy to let go. And it is really, really, really complicated. So how about this? How about this? Let's just wait and see what goes on. Let's not come up with... I like Matt Gates as far as his policies. I like Matt Gates' belief system. Um, I do not... I, I do know that Matt Gates was a partier. I do know Matt Gates liked younger women. It does not mean... I mean younger women as in college-age women. He's also engaged now. He's engaged to the daughter of the guy who actually discovered the Oculus um, system, which... Yeah, he's a climber, but I really think we need to just stop, wait, and let everything come to light. And if the FBI and DOJ are investigating this, it could be years before we figure any of this out. And of course, I know I'm over. I had a real hard time with this last one. I was sitting back and wondering, oh, Megan Rapinoe was bitching about being, I don't know, suppressed. You know, the millionaire silver spoon in her butt women's soccer player who is never had to work a day in her life and gets millions for playing soccer is bitching about not making as much of men and then joe biden agreeing with it and wah 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 or going into uh alexandria ocasio cortez and her idiocy this week i decided aoc because you know something i love aoc you are talking to a man who absolutely loves aoc I would love to marry AOC just so that I can listen to her idiocy. I would even shut up. I'd do this podcast in her basement while she's doing her Instagram thing. Because I, I love her to death. Um, but she's been really quiet lately. And it has to do with the surge at the border. And the reason she's been quiet is because when Trump had a surge at his border uh, and kids were, quote, in cages, end quote... She was the one sitting in all white, grabbing onto a chain link fence, crying, sobbing, sobbing. By the way, none of her makeup ran when she was sobbing. 
And the only thing people saw was her sobbing. They didn't see that she was staring into a, an empty parking lot. And she was about a quarter mile from the actual facility. So she never actually was crying about what was going on in the facility. She was just looking at that. I guess she saw a Pinto still. Maybe there was a Pinto or one of those AMC Hornets was on the thing. And she was thinking, I can't believe someone still drives a tan Hornet. But I don't know. It, that's what That's what it was. So she's been pretty quiet. But you know, this pretty little sociopath was going to say something eventually because she is the leftist dancing monkey that just loves the limelight. And when I say, when I use the term dancing monkey, it is a metaphor. So it's, it has nothing to do with a racial slur. So get over it right now. The first clip is... AOC on the Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow show. Comrade Maddow asked AOC if the $2.5 trillion bill, infrastructure bill, is enough. Listen to her answer. You and your colleagues may say $2.25 trillion is a starting point, but this needs to be a, a bigger bill. This needs to get larger before the Senate even gets a look at it. Is it fair to ex expect that oh. that may be the way this goes? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if we could wave a magic wand and there and progressives in the House were able to name any number and get it through, um, which obviously isn't the case. But if we're looking at ideals and what we think is the actual investment that can create tens of millions of good union jobs in this country that can shore up our health care, our infrastructure, our housing, and doing it in a way that draws down our carbon emissions to help us get in line with the IPCC standards. We're talking about realistically uh, $10 trillion over 10 years. And um, I know that may be an eye-popping figure for some people, but we need to understand that we are in a devastating economic moment. Millions of people in the United States are unemployed. We have a truly crippled healthcare system and a planetary crisis on our hands and we're the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. So that's awesome. A gal who has never started a business. Oh heck, she's never even held a full-time job. Remember she was a part-time bartender? Thinks we should spend five times on a bill that's already hugely obese. I also want to point out that she didn't say anything about infrastructure, which is what the bill was supposed to be about. It's about health care, creating government jobs, which will lead to more government dependence and the environment. In other words, AOC is disappointed, not because Biden didn't implement her Green New Deal, but he didn't invest enough into her Green New Deal. Remember that five page piece of crap legislation that she came up with? four years ago. I think you should watch the entire interview because it actually is hysterical. She was talking about economics being too complicated for most people and then she tries to explain it based off her idiotic theories on how 2.5 trillion really isn't much because it's being spread over two, uh, 10 years and uh, we're already the richest country in human history. We're the richest country in human history because we knew how to spend our money and we lowered our taxes. Reagan, um, Reagan, even Clinton to a point, Bush, uh, Trump, 
all lower taxes. And that's when we had economic booms. She seems to forget all of that stuff. And this $2.5 trillion package is bigger than the package that LBJ came up with in his uh, War Against Poverty. I, can't, I can never remember what that bill was actually called. But uh, the Great Society, that's what it was called. But after LBJ released the Great Society, what were the 70s like? Now, most people don't remember the 70s. We were completely recessed. We had huge inflation. Gas prices were through the roof. Remember the lines and the gas? We had to wait in line to get gas. And then you can only get gas if you on odd or even days based on your license plate. Yeah, no, it wasn't a great time. And now this is going to be bigger? This broad's lack of understanding of basic economics is astounding. If I were AOC's mother, I would demand Boston U University give her money back. Because she doesn't know crap. Okay, but that wasn't her only deal. Uh, then there was AOC's response to why she's not, she was not putting on a performance on the border like she did... Trump was president. And here was her answer, and she did it on Instagram. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Listen to it. Often people want to say, why are you talking about the border crisis? Or why aren't you talking about it in this way? Well, we're talking about it. They just don't like how we're talking about it. Because it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. It's a trade crisis. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded. Okay, this rant is so dumb. I'm not even sure I know how to address it. I don't even know if I need to address it. You just listen to it and you probably figured out, God, she's stupid. What does white supremacy have to do with people illegally entering our country? If there's so much white supremacy in this country, why wouldn't people want to try to leave, not get in? Militaristic? Really? Is the Border Patrol shooting people that I don't know about? I haven't heard anything about it. I'm sure CNN would, would, it would run for six months if a Border Patrol actually shot somebody, even if that guy belonged to a cartel. I'm not sure where the militaristic part is. I know where the militaristic part is. It's on the part of the cartels. They are armed. Not an invasion? Armed drug cartels are actually making money bringing people over the border illegally? We are arresting 6,000 people a day. We are on pace for 2 million people this year. Last month, 170,000 people were captured crossing the border. 170,000. That is about 40,000 more than at the worst under the Trump administration. It was really bad under the Trump administration. Border facilities are at 1,500% capacity. We are looking at 2 million illegal immigrants being captured this year. I don't know about you. That sounds like an invasion. And finally, surgeon and insurgent have nothing to do with each other. An insurgent doesn't isn't a person that's surging. <laughs>
I, she's so stupid. One of her last things, and I don't have the clip on this one, which is fine because I'm, I'm really getting close to an hour, but she had a news, she said in a conference that the border crisis is so, quote, barbaric, end quote, that those caught illegally crossing the border and have to suffer through being incarcerated should receive reparations. This is going to be the key word of 2021 because we're going to hear this all the time. Do I even need to say anything about giving people from other countries who break our laws and they don't even belong in this country reparations for getting caught and being incarcerated? Does that mean that we should be giving murderers and other criminals who are in prison reparations? We're doing the same thing. We separated them from their children. Isn't that barbaric too? I won't lie. I love AOC. I love her to death. She's very cute. She's cute as a button. Stupid as a brick. I bet I could I could do anything unheard of by just waving a shiny object. She's also the reason people will pull away from the Democrats because her stupidity makes her sound insane. And the reality is she is the spokesman for the left. She is the dancing monkey of the left. I also realize anyone can run for Congress these days. Maybe since I'm retired, maybe I should think about running for Congress. I don't have any worse a background than any of these people do. Okay. Okay. Little update. Um, apparently at this border attack, I'm watching CNN and CNN of course is trying to spin it. Oh, it wasn't terrorism. Um, they haven't quite said it's a white man that's doing it. And the guy had a knife. He didn't have a gun. And, and you heard three times from one commentator that it's so easy to get a gun here. It's so easy. No, it's not easy to get a gun here. And it's so easy to get a gun here. This is Washington, D.C. that has extreme gun laws. So no, it's not easy. You can't carry a gun in Washington, D.C. So and Virginia, same thing, and Maryland, same thing. So I'm not exactly sure what this guy's talking about, They, but they're definitely saying, oh, this can't be terrorism. Um, but here's the thing. Again, CNN is doing what they typically do. Uh, they're making it into something that it's not with no information. We don't know what it was. It could have been white supremacy. It could have been a, it could have been a white Trump supporter. We have no idea, and they're already making assumptions. What's sad is I'm more worried about that than the fact that um, the uh, one officer was actually killed. And the car that was smashed into the barrier, I said they must have been behind the barrier. No, apparently they were in front of the barrier and they were smashed into the barrier. So one police officer has died. The attacker is dead and the last one is wounded. So this is going to be a story that we're going to have to wait through the weekend to hear about. Uh, tragic. Uh, maybe we'll know something more, but we'll have to see what happens. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com because I do have some videos that I really think you should watch. And I've got all the sound bites and I've got all the links so you can make sure that uh, I, I'm not lying about anything. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. It is Good Friday today. I'm not eating today, which could be why I'm a little bit off. Um, and 
God bless you all. I'm Now I'm going to go outside and read my Bible because I'm reading, oh, something I want to, since I'm already over, I might as well go over all. Folks, I read a Bible version called, it's a St. John's, uh, St. James version of the uh, 365-day Bible. I actually read a read a passage from the Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs, and Psalms every day, 15 minutes, and you can read the Bible in a year. Um, this is the second pass I'm having through this Bible. Uh, and I started it when my son died because I felt really lost, and it really is worth it. Um, get yourself a copy. It's not even that expensive. And if you want to, they actually do have an addition to that Bible where they talk about some of the things that um, are major controversies in the Bible. It's actually an add-on to that. It, it's really great. And uh, let's not forget, Easter is not about bunny rabbits and chocolate eggs, which is weird. It's about Christ dying today, and I will be fasting till three o'clock today. I will be inside till three. Um, it's about Christ dying and then being resurrected on Easter. Okay? Have a great day. You listen to Dumbass Talking Politics.